0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Roots and Wings, a podcast produced by the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth. I'm Jonquil Newland, the director of Kids Central TN. Students across the state are out of the classroom and have been out of the classroom, and hopefully enriching their lives in new and exciting ways, whether that's a new job, summer camps, or a family vacation. However, For many students, the summer months can mean none of this. No camps, no vacations. Finding even a meal can be a challenge. Thankfully, there are resources for youth and families who may be experiencing some of these challenges. To help me go over what's available for families, I'd like to introduce the Assistant Commissioner for the Department of Human Services, Marcia McShane. Marcia, thank you so much for being a guest on Roots & Wings.
1: Thank you for having me, John Quill. I'm I'm very happy to be here and to share some information with Tennesseans.
0: Absolutely. You now, for those who may be a little unfamiliar with Department of Human Services, we say DHS in the state employee uh, realm. Can you give us just a brief overview of what the department does for the state?
1: Absolutely, be happy to. Um, a lot of Tennesseans may not realize the scope of the services that are provided by the Department of Human Services. We have 17 different program areas and those programs serve nearly 2 million Tennessees, Tennesseans all across the state. Um, we're the second largest state department. We have offices in all 95 counties. And again, that allows us to provide a broad range of services um, to our fellow neighbors. Uh, we believe That our job is to serve economically, socially, and developmentally vulnerable Tennesseans in ways that grow them beyond whatever vulnerable situation or circumstance they may face. And that means we have to catch them and their families in their moment of vulnerability, provide the immediate support they need to address their situation, and then also help them move beyond their circumstances, whatever that circumstance might look like that brought them to our door in the first place. So um, we provide all of these goods, benefits and services across the state. And our goal is to be successful. And that means that we help those families position themselves in life so that hopefully they can turn back to us and say, thanks, but no thanks. I got this.
0: And of course, Marcia, as a state employee myself, over the last couple of years, I've learned so much about just the amount of programs that DHS does provide. But I understand for a lot of Tennesseans, Searching for helps can sometimes be humbling, um, but also maybe a little bit overwhelming too. And specifically, as you heard me speaking just a little, a little bit before, the summertime months can be a big challenge, uh, specifically for underserved communities. Marcia, what kind of challenges do families in underserved communities face throughout the summertime?
1: Yeah, there are lots of challenges, of course, and and those relate to economic insecurity, um, but there are three common summer concerns that we see time and time again. The first one is food insecurity. The second one is preparing children for the next school year that's coming up, especially if they're transitioning into high school from middle school. And then childcare is the third area that is always a concern during the summer. So with regard to food insecurity, um, the population of about um, 800,000 people, and in that type of population, we've got a food insecurity rate of about 12%, and that was based on some numbers from 2020, and that is in Tennessee. Um, So that's a big problem. Again, we're talking about one in four kids who don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Um, with regard to preparing children for the upcoming school year, especially if they are transitioning to high school, um, that can be very difficult for children. They're thinking about whether they're going to go to college, um, whether they need to get a job, if their family needs some additional help, and then just general adulthood, which is tough for anyone making that transition. And then circling back to the third item that I mentioned, child care. Tennessee um, luckily is almost back to pre-pandemic numbers with regard to child care agencies across the state. Um, however, there still remains a need for families to have access to affordable and educationally enriching childcare that's also safe for their children. Um, so those three things seem to be the the top listed or top tiered items that we see surface each summer and is a need that needs to be filled.
0: Marcia, when it comes to the summer food service program uh, through DHS, I'd love to know a little bit more. And I'm because I, I understand, and just in my time with the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth, that that is a, a heavily used program and it's one that's desperately needed. Unfortunately, um, can you explain a little bit more how it works and how families, if they hear this, how can they get involved?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and again, circling back to what a dire need this is, um, there were over 400,000 children in Tennessee in 2021 that participated in the school lunch program. And so with this major need that is out there, the summer months provide additional challenges for these kids. Um, Again, while they're in school, they've got the free and reduced lunch, but when summer arrives, they don't have that option to them. So the Summer Food Service Program provides free nutritious meals and snacks to help the kids, and we partner with organizations across the state to also help us with that. So in order to find additional information, of course, folks are welcome, and we encourage them to go to our website. Um, They also can go to the USDA website, and I can provide that information to you in case you want to include it in the notes attached to this. They also can text summer meals to 9779 for information as well as calling um 1866 348 6479
0: thank you so much for that helpful information marcia and i do have a quick follow up question to that if yeah. if a student were to hear this and and call those numbers is that okay or does it have to be a parent or a guardian
1: Anyone can go to the website. They can also text if they have access to a mobile device um, or they can call. It's it's also typically an automated system. So again, they're not uh, checking IDs at the door.
0: Okay, perfect. And, and you spoke so well about this a little bit earlier, Marcia, you, you were kind of mentioning transitioning, you know, for many teens, the summer months can maybe mean their first job experience, or maybe they just graduated high school and they're looking for a transitional help or resources For life after high school or maybe they're about to go into high school and they were in middle school and now they're about to be in ninth grade all of which can be really challenging uh, for any student Um, transitioning is tough so what programs exist to help these specific students
1: yeah i'd like to highlight three resources available through the department of human services for these type of transitioning situations um, the first one is our transition services unit. And this unit helps teens with disabilities prepare for life after high school um, through internships, pre-employment services, and project search. Uh, the programs basically help teach both life skills and employment skills for these kids who are starting around age 14 and that and continue forward. And that way they're ready to go into work, transition into that new phase in their life after high school. Um, the second I want to mention is the SNAP, uh, the Supplemental Nutritious um, Assistance Program that we have, uh, formerly Food Stamps. They have an employment and training program. We partner with the Department of Labor, and it helps SNAP recipients increase their employment op- options. And they do that by providing tuition, textbooks, childcare job search and a whole host of wraparound services for folks that need a little extra help um, with either training or just securing and maintaining employment. And then the final one of course, is child care payment assistance. Um, again, we're looking at summer months and it could be a situation where um, someone is transitioning into the workplace and they happen if they happen to need some childcare, um, we do have some assistance payment options available for them. I am
0: curious, uh, does DHS partner with different community organizations to help implement summer programs as well?
1: We do. And and we've talked a lot about the summer food service program. So I'll highlight some of the um, benefits of these partnerships throughout Tennessee that we have with regard to that specific program. We partner with more than 100 organizations across the state, and these organizations help us provide these summer meals um, for the children that are in need and do not have them available because they're out of school. The partners that we have in our summer food program are called sponsors. And the sponsors set up sponsor sites. And that can be in a public park, a recreation center, a school, a church, a playground, um, even public housing complexes. And they set up these sites so that folks, children in particular, can go there for these free meals. Um, We also partner... Uh, with other organizations for things like uh, transition services uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, our partners with regard to those services include schools, other service providers, even employers, so that we can help these individuals transition into the workplace. And then with regard to child care payment assistance, we partner with child care agencies across the state, um, as well as parents. Um, and we have information available to both those providers that are actually caring for the children as well as those parents looking to locate some affordable, accessible and um, educationally enriching child care in the state.
0: What would you say, Marcia, is probably the most widely used summertime program that is ex- in existence right now?
1: Hands down, the summer food service program.
0: OK, gotcha. Yeah you know and
1: that's such it's such a need
0: and you know we t- we've talked about and I've done a few episodes prior to this about food deserts and it's amazing how Even in Davidson County, where I am right now, there are still food deserts here in this specific area where you think food deserts are probably places where there's not a lot of people. There's not a lot of shopping. That's not necessarily the case. Um, And so it's just interesting to know that what what Marcia would be your best advice for families if they're looking for more support and resources throughout the summer months? What would you tell them?
1: I am very happy to share information about resources that are available. Of course, going to the Department of Human Service website, and that's tn.gov slash human services. There you can find information on the summer food program that we've talked about, the transition services, childcare, and a whole host of other goods, benefits, and services that we administer here at DHS. Folks can also go to jobs4tn.gov, and that's jobs, the number four tn.gov, and there they can obtain information about the SNAP employment and training program that we talked about. And again, that's with our partnership with the Department of Labor. Um, We at the Department of Human Services also have a chat box. Um, Her name is Ava. She is a virtual assistant, and she allows folks to ask questions, and she can provide answers, um, and they can ask whatever question they would like about eligibility, services available, programs available, and AVA will respond and provide information to help them get what they need um, in order to obtain whatever services they might need from our department. We also have on our website a frequently asked questions page that includes lots of answers to many questions about our programs and services. Of course, we encourage everyone to keep an eye on our social media We've got a Facebook page, a Twitter page. Um, We provide announcements about upcoming benefits that are being released, as well as events. Um, And then if you still have questions that aren't covered by any of that, uh, you're welcome to call our fantastic customer service team at 615-313-4700, or you can fill out a customer inquiry form online, and one of our customer service folks will contact you directly.
0: Thank you so much for that valuable information, Marcia. I know our listeners are probably thinking, okay, there's a lot of websites she just mentioned for (laughs) our listeners do not fret. I'm going to link all of these websites under the actual podcast episode uh, profile for this episode. So you can just click on that link and it'll send you straight there. Um, especially if you're in your car, on your device, I know you'll probably want to uh, follow up if any of these resources seem like something that you or maybe a family that you know of or friends that you know of may may benefit from. Um, Marcia, thank you so much for your, for your time today. Is there anything else that I did not ask that you want to make sure 10? Tennesseans know about regarding DHS?
1: I would just encourage Tennesseans to um, get additional information about what our department provides if you don't already know. Again, our website is a great resource. Um, Commissioner Clarence Carter joined the department in January of 2019, and he is a visionary and is working hard to change the way that we deliver services to vulnerable Tennesseans. Um, And we're doing that by defining success differently and making sure that we're focusing not just on the outputs. In other words, how many people or how many dollars we get out the door um, to serve whatever number of people, but instead to shift our focus to the outcomes for these families that we're serving. And that is not something that um, is necessarily done in a lot of the public safety net programs in the nation. Mm -hmm. So we are very excited that he's here with his new vision. And we hope to um, encourage and partner with um, the community so that we can all come around our neighbors in need, help them in their need, and then lift them up beyond that situation so that they are completely independent to live a life of their own choosing.
0: Great, great advice. And and thank you so much for this information, Marcia. I do truly appreciate you being a guest on Roots and Wings. Uh, And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of Roots and Wings. I'm Jonquil Newland.